1: hello and welcome back to our sunday special episode i'm jordana abraham
0: i'm jared freed it is so good to be back here with you virtually jordana we have this is not an emergency episode but this is an emergency we have to discuss
1: (laughs) well we Um, need to discuss you know rare. most of our content is pretty much you could listen to it whenever or whenever but Yes. Sex and the City, uh, the finale just aired, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and just like that. we can, Just like that, <laughs> not... a, a, a Sex and the City story, yeah, yeah. Yes, a <laughs> Sex and the City story just um, finished its final episode of Potentially Ever or season one. I mm-hmm. think they'll bring it back, but... They gotta bring it back. I, I mean... I'm sure they will. I'm sure, I'm sure. I mean, it, it is
0: something to watch at the very least. Li- like, it is, like, right. for me, as someone who doesn't, like, tune into, like, every show that I get told to watch like this was something that like as far as background fodder was interesting to me and I'm not and I'm an outside you know I'm not right a fan like I, I would say I would I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna with that give to you not I'm gonna like start with a, you. a, a yeah.
1: huge <laughs> sex in the city groupie um, well
0: I, I I let me start by saying I, I would watch and I told you before they start taping like I sex in the city I'd watch like the e episodes when it was like a marathon when oh, with someone I was dating. you can't watch them on E. And I know everyone does. You can't watch E. You gotta see the penises. And then I, um, so like I, but I understand the show. Like I have an outsider's viewpoint of it. So I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna let you be the expert.
1: Me lead on that. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Sex in the City came out, I think when I was, what year did it debut? Sex in the City. Oh, yeah, 1998. Mm-hmm. I think the original release of the first episode was 1998. Oh, wow. So I was like, Nine Um, Or ten I remember I was a freshman In
0: high school That's uh, when this thing Came around
1: Yeah I mean I never watched it live Because now that I'm looking At it It was I was ten years old So that would have been Like kind of inappropriate When it When it first aired Um, But Here's the thing about why I think it It could come back And it's a It's a good watch Because I, if this was released as its own series, totally new characters, this would bomb. us. no one would watch it, it'd be like terrible. But they already have a built-in audience where I'm like, for me, it's also like an easy watch. I already know all the characters. I know the whole backstory. I've done the learning curve. And it's hard to get, sometimes it's hard to get into new shows because you're like, I don't want to figure out what everyone's relationship is with everyone. Like, this is like too much work. I would want to just like see something I know.
0: You've you read know. the first two books, so to speak. Yes, you know this is exactly you know, this is yeah. I I you know the prequels. You know you know, it's yes. like oh uh, uh, let's watch Star Wars. Well, there's nine of them. Nah, fuck no. You know like
1: I exactly <laughs> like
0: and I, and that's why I kind of got into it because I was just like oh I know who they are enough.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, but, but that also what, s- tells you
0: how popular the show was that everyone knew As an idea
1: of whoever it is. Idea.
0: Yeah. Everyone knew who the Carrie was, the Miranda was, the Samantha, yes. the Charlotte. Like people did that, you
1: know? Totally. Um and it's weird because again, I didn't watch it in real time, but I, as I grew older and I watched it, I loved it cuz it's it's a commentary on modern dating in New York and it feels mm-hmm. like for the for its time again, it felt very progressive like you have four single women in their 30s which like now is not that crazy but in uh you know in the late 90s early 2000s that wasn't something i think a lot of the country was like glamorizing and what it did is really like made it seem like not only like okay but like cool these women have like very they're going to like new openings and they're like they're all, they love their friends And they're just like Having a great Fabulous I hate that word Fabulous life In the uh, in the big city Do you know what I mean And that's why It's kind of It's funny Because anyone who's older Who watched it in real time Like probably like A generation above us I think has that view Of anyone who lives In New York City Any woman who lives In New York City Like oh you're just living Like the sex in the city life With all your shoes And your like Adorable <laughs> apartment And it's like uh, It's almost like a, a glossy version Of what single life In New York City can be
0: Well I, w- I would actually say that that's like, that's what I think, you know, yeah, it became a punchline later on, but everything becomes a punchline later on. I totally, the glamorization, I think like the, this, you know, the I, the the Manolo Blancs, you know, that was a big, yes. you know, the shoes and the, <laughs> like and it. right, that was a big part yeah. of this. And I even know that just, again, as a tangential, like, you know observer of like people who love the show and the show itself i i just i think that's like a good thing like this has been turned into something it's the weird part that happened since sex in the city ended and this show began is that everyone who loved the show feels the need to apologize for loving the show and like oh i know carrie couldn't have afforded that apartment like what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, I know that wrestling's right. fake. What are we talking about? And it, 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 is, it was frustrating to watch this show because you're like, they basically took away their shine. They took away their sparkle, their glamour. Like, it, it, right. it, it was really annoying.
1: Carrie is the only one who really still has that. I mean, the fact at the end scene, and obviously, if there's if you're afraid of spoilers, don't listen to this whole fucking episode. No, no yeah, you should um. yeah, spoiler. <laughs> Sorry, we should have
0: said that in the beginning. Yeah, but obviously, I, I there's a
1: ton of spoilers, so I wouldn't listen to this episode right now if you don't um, yeah. want to know what happened. Also, at the if, end,
0: of, if it took you to this moment to realize there were spoilers, I mean,
1: you have other things. You're you, the you problem. To, yeah, you. Like, <laughs> but go ahead. Carrie is Carrie is herself throughout. Ever. Carrie never changes which is like her good thing and her bad thing in, in a lot of ways but yeah. Carrie you know especially like they bring the end scene or one of the end scenes of this show where she's in that huge orange dress in Paris throwing Bigs ashes over the bridge sure. is like very much Carrie it's kind of like you don't really do you know what I mean like it's it's kind of like it's we, glamorous it's glitzy no one would ever do it but like it's unaware it's in character it, yeah
0: it, 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 Carrie we, that's the you're totally right about Carrie. Like, we were prepared for how awful Carrie would be, mm-hmm. and we were, like, kind of okay with just what... Like, there was a scene where she goes to her bodega, and she's literally in a, like, a, a wedding-sized dress. And yes, no one wears it. <laughs> and it's like... And she kind of does this thing where it's like, you know, Carrie's whole persona is, like, I can't believe people are looking at me while she's wearing a billboard to look, please look at me. So like, and it's all in the subtlety of it. Like she goes into her old bodega and the guy's like, you know, like it's like the ethnic bodega guy. (laughs) And he's like, where you been? And Carrie and Carrie is so clunky and cringy. But I I guess she always has been. She was always doing lines that like, and you better, you know, like it was always a line. Which were
1: cute at the time they and were cute in the right time in the right time there was like a cute little pun they started yeah. this episode was especially horrible because they start off the episode in the podcast room and everything annoyed me about that opening scene one yeah the che character goes i was broken up with over FaceTime. time i was face two-timed and like they all laugh hysterically <laughs> like even the characters on sex in the city would know that that wasn't funny
0: no i know <laughs> and they just see i mean the writing for the show is just like wild i mean yeah and then what's his name he's on the podcast too and he 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 throws in i was broken up this way right. and it's like that podcast how much legs does that podcast have like they talk about their worst breakups and like is that the end of the show like that's wh- the what? whole
1: <laughs> like right, the what else whole... do they I mean, have to talk about sex the, the and just like that is what oh, i was i texted you this to you last night it's an insult to the podcast <laughs> cast industry that like <laughs> <they have> this <laughs> Both, both the opening and ending scenes about like the the podcast that she's having, where she's giving, they're giving advice, or they're tar- they're supposed to be funny and giving advice. Neither of those are true. And there's these hit, hugely produced. Pod- it doesn't make any. It's actually kind of infuriating. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> in, in this idea that there are these podcast
0: talent scouts out there, being like, "You got it, kid." Like, like the the idea that Carrie, he, you know, uh, the guy, the producer's like. I think we got a hit like it's like
1: so insane oh my god (laughs) oh and and well she
0: did what she did the whole show the whole season Carrie is so awkward I just wrote next to her name like I wrote out all the characters and Carrie next to her name I just wrote he's dead that's all she does (laughs) she she, every time someone talks to her she gets the conversation to the most awkward place it could ever get to and she just goes they go they're like so where's your husband Um, he's dead. Do you remember he's dead? Yeah, you're, (laughs) Carrie. Aren't you a writer? Couldn't you think of a more creative way (laughs) over the course of this season to like
1: talk to people about this? Like, right? It's her punchline. It's like it's very bizarre. Also, the topic of the conversation where she said he's dead is was your worst breakup. I've watched the series. That's not Carrie's worst breakup. I've seen it. The note. There's a notorious episode in the series yeah. where she gets broken up with on a post-it note by burger um okay. where you know they're fighting a little bit and then they decide to reconcile and again the real show goes into like the nuances of the female brain when dating and i think like the highs and lows and all that other stuff which is why i do think it was a really quality show and that episode in regular sex in the city he like He goes away, they take a little break, he comes back, they have sex. The next morning, she wakes up, he's gone. There's a post-it note that says, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't, don't hate me. That's obviously (laughs) her worst breakup. It's not that he died, that's not a breakup. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And And, but
0: in addition to that, and like the bigger story to that is like, you've deserted your fans. Like... (laughs) You've basically said, fuck every like connection they have with this show. You have to like I brought up Star Wars in the beginning of this, but like, you know, you have to consider they didn't respect Sex in the City fans enough, in my opinion. Like, they didn't treat them like they were comic book nerds who were gonna go, but burger was the worst breakup. I don't think they really took into account because I didn't just. Talk, I talked to some other friends of mine, and they had the same type of stuff where they were referencing, like you know, verse three, Bible, you know, book eleven. Like it was the Bible, and th- as someone that's just like hearing this, I'm like, wow, you really didn't give a shit about your fans, like at all. And, yeah. and a lot of this show is is them doing that.
1: That's why it's really annoying. It's also like I'm not even sure if they're doing it on purpose where it's like they have the scene where like Carrie and Miranda are fighting in the bathroom and then the rabbi comes out and um, like is trying to. First of all, I'd be like, fuck off. You're we weren't talking to you. (laughs) Uh,
0: You're listening into our fucking conversation.
1: Right. And then you're coming out here and giving unsolicited advice. Like, are you joking? And it wasn't even Uh, advice. She
0: was like, it just seems like you guys are good friends. Like, thanks. Get the fuck out of here. We're fighting. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) right yeah that was absurd and also like i mean i don't know if they meant to do this on purpose but they had carrie and miranda had that exact same conversation the other way around in the last season of sex in the city when carrie wants to go to paris and miranda's like you're going to paris you're giving up your job for a man like um how could you do this blah 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 like they sort of like switched them in characters like it didn't but also it didn't seem like they were like noticed that they that they already had this conversation
0: Jordana, I'm getting literal chills because another friend of mine who's a huge Sex and the City fan had the same problem. They literally said to me, they were like, how could this whole talk of Paris totally went against the original Paris argument that it happened. And it's like, also like to the rabbi, like, hey, we have a hundred years of uh, Paris arguments that we've already had. You don't know the whole story. You heard one bathroom right. conversation. Like, and, and this kind of <laughs> goes back to, and what they, to me, what it seemed like is that they, and I don't know what it seemed like. It seemed as though they read every blog that was written by people who don't really like the show, but use the show to make their points and listen to those people. Outside infiltrators came into the show and, and made it not fun from its original intent and like uh, from its original thing. Like I don't think real fans spent the last 10 years being like Carrie couldn't afford her apartment, but there were people out there. Every blog that was written about this show since it's been gone is how horrible it was and how fake it was and how it doesn't represent and it, it didn't have people in it of backgrounds that they wanted to see on TV and it's like, yeah, I don't for think the we're fixin- yeah. Well that's the thing. I don't think we're fixing that here. And then they everybody who's had struggle in their life and that came out of the show is a heart of gold, like, you know, truthsayer that like can't do no wrong except for Che. Like it's like everyone is just like you know, It's like, great like, except
1: for these four. It's great right. except three, for these three. four. And, yeah.
0: and the, yeah, these three and these three also, you know, they didn't even the only character I liked was Charlotte.
1: I, she's. I mean, she's kind of the most annoying one, though, in the original. I, I, I liked find her, her to be because the
0: mo- she... But that's the thing. She They left her as annoying. She like, leans into I, her
1: annoyingness, yes.
0: Yes, and it's like, I think all of these people should have been annoying. All of these people should have had people looking at them rolling their eyes because that would have been a more... Uh, that would have been okay, now the characters are going through this different generation with their audience. To me, they deserted their audience and left everyone who loved the show to be the bumbling idiot who doesn't know how to use pronouns. And now Miranda (laughs) went to like fucking grad school and knows how to use every pronoun correctly and is making sure she's doing it correctly after her lessons. Yeah, immediately. So it's just like, I think they deserted their fans in a way.
1: Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Here's what I want to see more of. And this brings it back to this podcast, which is a dating and relationship podcast. Yes. The really, when Sex and the City was at its best, it was exploring relationships and dating mm. and the way your friends are included in those conversations and sort of like in the w- in the same way that we talk about the whole, the whole yes. show is basically about the group the brunch you know what yes. I mean every <laughs> they go to brunch and they're t- and it's a dialogue based show I think despite all the materialistic shit around them it's a dialogue sure. based show they're they're going to lunch or dinner with their friends and they're talking about the guys they're dating and they're sort of like interpreting the world of dating through their social lives and through their friends and like they explore a lot of really interesting topics that we explore also on the show and there wasn't really any of that I didn't see any moment dating wise where I was and maybe it's because they're older than me now but I'm like but I want but I want that like they were older than you then
0: you wanted to see 30 year old dating when you were younger I want to see 50 year old dating now that I'm when I'm younger the and I I totally agree with what you said because even you tell the story about burger on the post-it note I, like the minute you're like they had sex and then he wrote the post emote and he's like I'm sorry don't hate me I'm like oh my god like that connects with me you know <laughs> what I mean like and so like you know that is you retelling That's a real her right, worst feels... breakup is 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 more connective than anything on the show here I'll give you an example Sema Sema was I guess brought in to be it felt like Samantha two point Right, Cima, but not at
1: all developed,
0: really. But, but not at all developed. Seema comes in as a badass. She's got a driver. She's going to sell her apartment, and then she's complaining about Tinder. It's like Sema, <laughs> <Cima. laughs> like like. And, and, and the only way and so like I want more Sema stories. More than right. you no, know, and then when SEMA was smoking the cigarette, which SEMA makes a cigarette look delicious, by the way, I have to say. And it's like, it was you know, a good it ad looked, for, it was a great ad great for ad cigarette for cigarettes. Smoke. Yeah. I mean, SEMA, her skin looks amazing. She's like, Yeah, I've been smoking for years. You're like, Oh my god. So, <laughs> so, but when SEMA's she's rich, in she's bed, powerful, she, yeah. she's rich, she's she powerful, great. she's tough and sick. She's, yeah, she's she looked like she, she smelled great, like I wanted to hug her. When she's with the, cl- the the club owner in the bed lying together, I was like, "Okay, was this her Samantha origin story? Like was this her becoming Samantha like this whole season? Right. Like like I I don't know, I wanted I want to hear about Seema's life."
1: Also, it's a, her she, her line is a little con- bit of a contradiction cuz she's like, "Oh, I really want to meet someone. I really want to get married." But then also now she's just like just interested in sex or like
0: they didn't really Yeah. They were almost afraid um, to make her Samantha because of the comparisons that were going to happen. But like, I mean, that goes back to we need Samantha. Right. She's needed on this show.
1: Well, she yeah, She's a little bit of like a cut the shit kind of person. And maybe, I mean, here's the thing. Maybe date. I, I don't think it, dating is like it's I'm trying to think for women at late 50s, 60s is dating like you leave your husband for someone that just came over one day and seduced you in your friend's apartment is dating like your husband <laughs> dies and then you go on like a weird Tinder date. Um, is dating, you know what I mean? Like is dating, like you, so- g- you give your, your husband you've been married to for 20 years, a blow job. And then you hit your daughter's head by accident with the door. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah. is it-, it, I don't, I don't feel like that's really like a really sharp. They didn't
0: give it enough time. They cartoon, they made it they yeah. made a cartoon, they cartoon, they made it cartoonish because, you know, I would understand it's uncomfortable to try and give your husband a blowjob while your daughter's running around the house trying to put on her tampon. Like, I get that whole thing. But I guess I agree with you. I want more of that. Like, like they made it... I'll give you a cartoon part. They made Seema and Carrie go to... You know, they go together in her car. And then there's just this, like, old, disgusting, fat dude who's like, let's go look at the bedroom. It's like, is that every situation? Yeah, I'm with you. It's just... right. It, it doesn't it, feel...
1: Well developed like in a way that no. feels Real like I'll give I remember I There's a few scenes from sex in the city That really stand out in my mind for how Accurately and people remember Them like we just had a question last week about the our men like cabs like that was like yes. a, That was one episode where they Explore and I mean like I'm saying there's a six uh, Six season show And there was one episode where they explored This topic do you know what I yes. mean like Are men just ready to settle down in this moment Or like do you know what I, mean? I think there was One where it was like I think it was called freak shows where it's like you're dating someone you think they're normal and then like they what what habits are like a deal breaker or something and the really interesting moments of the show and the really like substantial what made it great was like those little subtle things that were developed slowly over time and like you said they Mm. try to pack in like six storylines that that came and went all in that one like in one season and it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel authentic. It feels like, again, it was made for like money. It was made for like a, a we'll continue this, but it doesn't have any of the realness of that. I'll give you an example of, there's one episode where, the, you know, I think they, the show had its downturn when big decides to follow Carrie to Paris and, mm. and which is everything we say will never happen on the show. You yeah. know, do you know, like the general arc of the show?
0: Tell it because I, I, so the general
1: I, arc I of the show, Carrie meets big, I think in season one, episode one, she meets him right and then they're like actually he was like samantha was trying to have sex with him but carrie winds up like he winds up being interested in carrie so Mm -hmm. the whole show is basically like she and big are kind of like on and off and she's she's dating big but he's never really committing to her and they they kind of break up several times over the show one the first time it's because he won't say i love you the second time it's because you know or and he won't meet her friends and then Mm -hmm. he's like constantly kind of pulling away and so she kind of moves on and then she's like, but Big and I are friends and then uh, she kind of has moments where she's like, we could be friends but then he disappoints her again and they're always kind of on again, off again. And then the end of, the, the way they end the show is that Carrie meets this this Russian painter, Alexander Petrovsky and then he asks her yeah. to move to Paris. And Big, it's funny that she went to Paris to drop off Big's ashes because one of the times they break up, they're dating, seriously, and then he's like, oh, I'm moving to Paris and she's like, what do you mean I'm you're moving to Paris like we're dating he's like well if I have to go to Paris I have to go to Paris and mm-hmm. she's like devastated and then he goes to Paris and he meets some 23 year old woman and he comes back engaged to her and like it's funny it, that she went back to Paris you know what I mean the end the end scene like the, of the her show worst which memories went, right but the end scene so, of the yeah. show is like she goes to Paris with this other guy and then big suddenly realizes and this is the worst part of the show so big suddenly realizes that like he's loved her all along and her friends well, say to him, she has, he has brunch with her friends and he's like, is Carrie happy? And they're like, no, go get our girl. And big <laughs> goes to Paris, professes his love for Carrie. Um, and they wind up getting married. Like at it's the, the
0: worst lesson they could teach, you know, like that's what I'm saying. Well, well that I, to extend that. And I didn't realize that it was like persistent. I guess I did re- kind of realize that, you know, now that I'm thinking because I there was a part in and just like that where it's like she she makes out with the teacher and then all of a sudden the light is turning on and she's like Big's mad at me from the great beyond. And you're like, are we still blaming this guy for you not moving on from him? Like <laughs> we're blaming yeah. ghosts Big? You know like and I, it, it is like you know, if uh, the way you tell it, it's like this this show could be retold like all 60s the way you just told it is like a, a guy named Big who who ruined some woman's life because he wouldn't stop contacting her. And then Yeah, that's kind they, of well, that, how
1: do you do you think that relates to that is like I'm saying that to me I'm like that's the draw for me because that is kind of realistic to yeah, me. Yes, so,
0: and then, well then they keep it going in this with Ghost Big, you know, bothering her <laughs> after she makes out with a guy. Like I mean, it that's, is, yeah, that's it is absurd. interesting. It's absurd, but they continue the narrative, I guess, into this. But um, yeah, I, 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 and that would be like, you know, if 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 we were related to this podcast, like lesson one, like get the fuck away from this guy, unfriend, unfollow, block, you know, or this person, man or or woman, whatever it is, and and it's like big is just like, oh no, we're friends now. It's like, oh, you you made every mistake along the way.
1: Totally, and I mean the message that it sent when they had them get together at the end is sort of like what. I mean, I mean, not obviously, like I have a um, I have a little bit more of a nuanced brain than that. But when you watch mm-hmm. the show, and at the end of the show, Big, after, you know, ten years of kind of fucking around with Carrie, decides he suddenly wants to be with her, and yeah. follows her to Paris. It's such a bad message because I, I mean, I for someone who was dating someone, or not dating them, um in that way where you just constantly wanted them, you were like, okay, if I go back this time, like they'll be different. It really gives mm-hmm. that message of like, um, one day he'll realize one day. He'll, yeah. he'll, you know, he'll know that, that we actually do have this really good connection and he does want to be with me and I should, why not keep an open mind about that? You know, yeah, it
0: it, w- it would have been almost cool if they had like understood, like, that's the thing. It's almost like they listened to the wrong people when they made this show. To me. Because what if the next season was Carrie meeting someone whose guy didn't come back? And they did that for 10 years. You know what I mean? Like What if the new character was kind of like the reality of what usually happens, of the person not seeing the error of their ways and that love doesn't conquer all and they're a little bit angry about it. Like, that's more in tune with continuing the narrative of the show than, hey, we got, you know, comedian Che who fingers Miranda you know Like
1: <laughs> yeah and that's like, like it's why? just like it's not what the show is was about and that's not what made it good and I think it, I'm all for obviously I'm all for being inclusive and including characters that like are not just these four white women but I think that you could do so in a way that that's not necessarily the plot because the plot should be about connections and dating with your and like the new the ups and downs of being in a relationship or finding a relationship and how that relates to your friendships like i think that's the really interesting angle
0: well why couldn't their friends did they like the weird part is is like they had to have them meet their new multicultural friends on episode one two and three like why couldn't they have met them in the last 10 years we didn't see them you know why? Why exactly. they didn't why develop they any friendships? There. Yeah, yeah, they could just be there and like, oh, and just explain them along the way. Like, and it, they could have been a part of that group and a part of relationships. Like, even that story about like, uh, you know, Doctor Naya No Baby, the one that doesn't want a baby. <laughs> Is that your nickname for her? Yeah, that's my that's nickname crazy. for her. It's like Doctor Naya No Baby. It's like their their whole thing was so.
1: Why like, would you Carol, care about this character? You don't know about, you don't know them
0: at all, really. Well, also. Why would I care about this character with such a serious topic? That's they glazed over. Right. They just glossed over this topic that is like so serious to people. There's real people trying to go through this, and then they're like, Well, you know, th- this is how we're gonna do it, and then they just break up. Like I I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was kind of depressing. Also, like they already did this topic better when they had mm. Charlotte who was trying to have a baby. In yes. The actual sex in the city series and she can't have a baby and it's a she gets divorced over her her first divorce in the show is mm. because um, he he's fine that she she can't have a baby and he's fine with it and he doesn't want to be going through like the ups and downs of fertility treatments which I've heard are like a very stressful thing on a relationship and she does and so he gives her the Park Avenue apartment and she's like okay fine I'll find someone else and then she marries her <laughs> divorce lawyer um, and yeah, that, I mean, like, that was done, but I'm saying that Starless Fertility Journey, journey wasn't, like, wrapped up into, like, one small, like, no. segmented thing that you can't fully care about because you, you've only seen two scenes of these people interacting.
0: Yeah, it, it is, it's, it's funny that, like, you know, they couldn't just do the one thing, they had to do everything. Right. It's which, like, makes you, you know, which makes it worse. Which makes it worse. You can't, when you rush these things, you, you can't be everything to everyone. And that's kind of the problem with trying to, like, apologize for the past and make up for it with the same old crew. But we're going to do it better and we're going to do it more woke. Like, it's like you're never going to please everyone. And all you did was disappoint the most important people. And that's your fans. Like, I I don't think anyone like to me, every fan I've spoken to, you included, is like hate watching this and just happy to see the old gang. You know, and (laughs) it's it's like I'm comforted that they're on screen. I hate them, but I like being around them. And it's like, that's fine in a certain aspect, but like, if they come back with a season two, like, they've already kind of, there's a news report out about like Samantha's like, they're like, there's no way she'll come back. And it's like, she's definitely not coming back. You don't think so? I don't think
1: she's coming. No, because she hates, it's more about her pride. She doesn't like um, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I guess what was I going to say about that? You were saying um the season 2. Oh yeah. Here's the why season t- here's why season 2 is not going to be good because ever since the show ended, the show has the show comes back to make money. Yeah. Everything is like it's not ever done in a way that's like we're going to make like an artistic like really like relatable whatever it's really just like we have this audience they want more of these people let's just throw it like let's be let's do it a little lazily and like make it a little glitzy and glam like have you seen the movies the movies are like that too
0: the movies are so long and so bloated it's like crazy like the the idea that the first movie went on TV goes as long as like the godfather is like crazy um like it's like right and every time you think it's going to end you're like there's another hour and a half left but i there's a piece of me that's hopeful where they're like oh people will come back no matter what let's like, let's do this right like and also concentrate on sex and the city do you know what i mean like yes. like like and and from i don't care that they're you know, postmenopausal. like give me postmenopausal dating. We do want to watch that. I right. want to They've see always that. been like older
1: I, than us. That's the whole thing. The people who are watching, always. it's always, they're always been older than us. That was never the issue. It was more about, again, the good thing about it was not that, you know, you felt like it represented everything and that like it really tied in mod it felt like very 2022 like that's not the good thing the good thing about it is the conversations that feel real that happened on the show that hadn't happened i think a lot in any show before this original show aired on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, UUP listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail, a classic. The Rider Jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your leaf fits by visiting lee.com That's L-E-E dot com to shop Spring Looks Now.
0: Now I'm gonna go through each character. I want you to give me your opinion on them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's start with let's start with Carrie. What do you do? You, give me your full your 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 bow, you know, bow the bow on the present. Tie it up. What what was your thoughts on Carrie?
1: Carrie is soothing in a way that she's consistent she has the same sort of like i feel like vibe and opinions that she's always had sure she's a little materialistic and self-centered but that's always been her thing and she's never really ever apologized for that and fine that's who she is so Mm -hmm. i'm fine with carrie she almost seems they almost seem to have doubled down on her self-centeredness but Mm. cool with it what do you think i'm with
0: you she it was uh, carrie carrie gonna carry and i um Almost enjoyed it. Like, I cringed at her in the same way I cringed at her in the past shows that I've watched. Right. like her, it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a nostalgic cringe.
1: Yes. <laughs> and I mean, it's, here's, here's the thing. It's funny because I do think Car- modern Carrie would host a podcast about dating and relationships. Mm-hmm. That's very yeah, in it. brand for Carrie. But it wouldn't be as horrible as they had it in the last scene where someone asked for advice and she's like, well, here's the thing. I don't have, I don't know. Like, that's not how you run a dating podcast. Oh, do you? Mean? And the yeah. person's like, I never thought of it that way. And then, yeah, and then they, I never
0: thought about it that way. And they also like, she acts like she's never done any of this before. Like, you, Carrie, you've had a full career. Your neighbor recognizes you. Like, you're like a famous person for
1: this. So the idea you've that she has You've written books about this, yeah.
0: Yeah, the idea that she has no opinion is crazy.
1: Totally. And also, like, that's not a sustainable thought for a long time. <laughs> well, who would invest in creating that? Here's he's my, here's dead. Here's thing. People are going to ask questions, and then I'll just keep saying he's dead, and I don't know the answer. And, like, that'll be yeah. a, a show that runs for many years. People will love yeah. it.
0: <laughs> so, okay. Let's move on. Miranda.
1: Okay. Miranda used to be... People... It was always, like, a, kind of a, a joke to make fun of Miranda, right? Well, like Or, like, she was always the one you kind of... You, you no one I, wanted to be the Miranda. Well,
0: I, I I'll give a gonna give a quick plug. Uh, Lisa Traeger, sure. fantastic comic. You know Lisa um, at Glitter Cheese. She used to have a joke about how like they would sell T-shirts where it was like I'm the Carrie, I'm the Samantha, I'm the Charlotte, and they didn't even make an I'm a Miranda. That's really t-shirt. funny. Yeah, Lisa has a great joke about it. Go follow her everywhere, TikTok and Instagram. I'm sure she's put it out there cuz it was a joke she used to do way back when we were first hanging, you know, first hanging out around uh like open mics and clubs. But um That's very you know, funny. She's a huge and very fan. accurate. Yeah,
1: but, no one wanted, yeah, but but no you, one you, wanted to be the Miranda. But looking back, you look topic. back, right? When you look back, you're kind of like Miranda's the best character. She's the smart she's a lawyer. She's the smartest. Mm-hmm. She's like the mm-hmm. least materialistic. She's the most, you know, she's a little cynical but she's Mm -hmm. like i thought she was the funniest character like she had Mm -hmm. sort of they kind of it was she was a little it was a little she wasn't really woe is me because she was like this powerful attorney that also just kind of like didn't was kind of like a little bitter about dating but that kind of felt realistic like you kind of like knew someone like her and that was the beauty of her here they took all of that away from her yes really
0: she was the character that made you not embarrassed for watching the show, I think. Like, I think she yeah. was the character you're like, at least, you know, this is a Harvard-educated, wasn't, didn't she go to Harvard? Like, Harvard-educated, big-time lawyer, like that. crushing it. She takes care of her husband. Like, she's the breadwinner, like, later on yeah. in the seasons. Like, she was the one that people could look to and be like, no, well, we got a Miranda there. You know what I mean? And, it, it, like, I I, and I and totally, when I watch her on this show i was like this person needs serious therapy like that's
1: all i can think well yeah they destroyed everything that was good about her character by making her this like kind of like she she was the character that they would all have made fun of in the last seasons because she was doing something so a and she i guess is saying that when she's fighting with carrie like aren't i allowed to change and it's kind of like you are i guess but also this doesn't make any sense for the histories of years of your personality like you wouldn't the real miranda wouldn't think che was funny like yeah, then, she <laughs> then, then, then. well that's, I mean she's smart some, you know what I mean she had a really good sense of humor like well that that's the other thing is like is the lesson
0: is the lesson that you're trying to tell people I, I don't know but based on the change of Miranda is the lesson hey if you're wound too tight you'll spiral into a total mess once you get older like if and you don't have fun, fun when you're young, ter- right? Yeah, yeah make te- if you don't have fun while you're young, you'll make terrible decisions when you're old. Is that is that the lesson? And it's like, is this even an empowering lesson? Like, is this what are we teaching people? Like, I can't, I can believe that a woman can become a lawyer, have her own brownstone in Brooklyn, and then live a very nice post menopausal life and enjoy
1: their husband. Right.
0: Like, I, I it, they kind of make that like the whole idea of that like impossible, and it's crazy
1: and they just yeah i mean they didn't focus on any of the parts that made miranda great which were you know when carrie would be like a little bit you know when carrie doesn't have any like money because she shops so much and she's about to be evicted from her apartment miranda's like the one who's like the the voice of of reason there or if carrie you know carrie wanted to go to paris miranda's Mm. like what are you doing like you're just going to paris for this guy um just like all of this stuff where she would reign them in or they would read, they would all sit together on Sundays and read the New York Times wedding announcements and Miranda would be like, why do you guys read this? It just makes you feel bad about yourself. Like it's not helpful. And that's like the beauty of Miranda because she's like the person who sort of like knows what's going on. She's not just Mm. blindly doing shit. And this has just made her blindly doing shit.
0: Yeah, it it was, it was particular. I mean, even to the very end, she goes from gray hair back to red hair and it's like that's supposed to be some sort of like moment. where It's like, oh, she's getting better. To me, that makes her even crazier. That means she's just saying, "I continue to not understand what the fuck I want." Like, right. and she's going to L.A. Like, it's just moving. The to Miranda LA thing. Like, she's a son
1: was, here. Doesn't.
0: Yeah, your son, who's like basically your parent at this point, the son seems to get it more than you. And the son's girlfriend is like talking to you like you're in a like like you're you're, <laughs> you're like beneath her. Like it's just. The Miranda stuff was the most concerning of all. I agree.
1: Also like she, I think they didn't even address the fact that in the first movie Steve cheats on her and she will like never forgive him.
0: Yes. The well, we're going to get to Steve. <sighs> she right? says we go, yeah, yeah, well, she she ba- I guess she didn't, you know, like she's leaving him, you know, like that's
1: But not because of that. She's leaving him and doing the same thing.
0: I so let's go to Steve. Okay. What did you think of Steve?
1: I mean, Steve is sort of like, I feel like he's kind of the same character. He didn't really have much airtime, really. And I mean, in the show, it was kind of funny, I guess, when they get together, Miranda's like so rude to him and like does not want to date him, but she just keeps sleeping with him. And then eventually she's like, he, and then she accidentally gets pregnant and then they have the baby and they wind up together, but she's like not necessarily that into it i guess they get married she, she, proposes, she, to always, him. she proposes to she, him
0: yeah she always thought she was above steve and that continued he was like, a bartender because he's a bartender and but even the way he talks and the, like i can't i cringe every time he talks like i can't listen to his voice his accent crushes me his like whisper talk it like i can't
1: every steve's that scene, what he I sounds like, like I, in real life i don't even know
0: if he does, I wouldn't be able to listen to a word he said. Like, I can't, like, hey, yeah, you just, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like Gilbert you know, Gottfried. Right? Yeah, it's like a softer Godfrey. Yeah, he, what bothered me about Steve is like, you're either a hard goal all the men on the, just like that, like, Big had gray to him. You could see every time he, you know, you, you the audience could go back to Big with Carrie, sometimes more than others. Right, but yeah. in this show, it was heart of gold or monster who's just trying to fuck, like all the men. If the if you're a straight man on this show, you know Steve is gonna love. I'm gonna love Miranda forever. I'm never gonna that, take that it part. Off.
1: Was really annoying.
0: Yeah, it's like dude, Why? take off the ring. She's get on an Tinder. Asshole.
1: Yeah, fuck right. her. What are you talking get out there? about?
0: Dude, take her for half her sense. money.
1: Get that brownstone,
0: buddy. Like dude, get, I'm get love yeah
1: that. I totally agree that scene was like inferior like what the what there's no evidence to support that like why
0: you cheated on her (laughs) once and you've been living in purgatory your whole fucking life get out there you're a good looking dude you got a head of hair and start speaking up a little bit and get that brownstone in the divorce settlement and fucking move on sell it yeah take the dough and live a great life.
1: It's the, I'm saying that's why it's annoying because it's like they're romanticizing that thing when that's not what Sex in the City is about. It's not about romanticizing no. people. It's about like the realities of how you would like the the duality of how you would think of that. Very annoying. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. That was I, very it, irritating. Steve bothered the shit out of me.
0: In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. What did you think of Charlotte?
1: I know you like Charlotte. I mean, I, sh- I find her like the least relatable to myself, I think, which is why in the, even in the show, I kind of thought she was annoying. But mm-hmm. here's the thing about Charlotte, though, I guess, is like she's always had her, her values have always been in the show. I'm going to like find a rich, well-educated man and like live a nice life. And I'm very like into like appearances and all those things. Mm. So I guess, I mean, I think her, her plot was like the most maybe felt like it could have been, like, real-ish.
0: That was... See, I'm not a... I I guess I I should change... I'm not a fan of Charlotte as much as I was a fan of her storylines. Like, I thought her storylines make her out... You know, make her hero and villain. Like, her dealing with Lily doing the tampon. Like, and then you're like, okay, this is a moment between mother and daughter that I've never really witnessed as as just a dude. And then her dealing with like a child who's you know not non-binary and and trying to have a they mitzvah and her pushing through and like glow you know just like you said like she keeps up appearances so she's like pumped to have a they mitzvah she she's glowing every time she says the word you know she's smile on her face and i was like this is actually like it, it was like watching her bumble through these this really tough obstacle course of 2022 that she never thought she'd ever have to deal with like i kind i was like that's what i wanted from all the characters i want to see them all bumble through that like to me that's back to the point of like deserting the fans like yeah your right. audience the people who love this show are also bumbling through their own version of 2022 maybe not a they mitzvah but other things in their lives they want to feel connected with you to me charlotte didn't desert the fans
1: right I agree I mean her character has always I think of the four of them been the most Mm one-dimensional so to me she very much stayed that way like you never had you never really heard Charlotte have like an interesting insight on the show and she continued to really like not have an interesting insight so
0: well uh, well I guess that's interesting you say that because the in the dating verse and like it's funny that you love the show for the conversation on dating in the city and like Charlotte's point of view on dating in the city is very simple you know what I mean and but then her life is is almost like it's almost like her life on the show was exactly what the show became you know what I mean like yeah that's why her storyline the whole thing is one-dimensional yeah yeah and that's why her storyline was like the only one that I was like finding like like one that I wanted to keep up with is because yeah the dating and relationship stuff never really happened on this show so of course right
1: that makes that's a good point she's always kind of like been that she's been like pro love pro relationships pro very traditional dating yes. like ideals and she's still i mean she's like true to who she is which is someone who's just like wants what she wants doesn't think too much and like that's fine she seems like good yeah. well intentioned well intentioned i mean it it the only part that annoyed
0: me with Charlotte was like when rock decides that they don't want to do the they mitzvah you're like it, it was an op to me i was like this is an opportunity to be like let's show like parenting in this very different world i like listen i have no idea what to do as a parent in that situation where but i was like they were like i don't want to be anything i don't want to be jewish i don't want to be muslim i don't want to be christian i don't want to be a boy i don't want to be a girl to me i was like watching that being like yeah but how about you be a part of this family and i've been working my ass off Getting rainbow fucking keepas get up on the bima and do this shit, you know. Like I, I I was like the idea that they let Rock not do the they mitzvah to me. It was like actually not a great like to me. Do it for your mom. Like you can still be non-binary and love your parents and do things that you don't want to do for your parents. Like I, I don't know. Maybe that's a dumb thing. I don't know. I, I just I was like, is the lesson here just? don't do don't let anyone don't do anything, do anything don't they wanna don't want to do. do yeah like right especially I, a kid
1: who like yeah, when you're a kid like you're not you're not 18, you don't yeah you've got to do you think something. i want to I have a fucking bar mitzvah it's <laughs> an interesting point yeah 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 i was I don't know, that. that's like I, as a parent that would frustrate me i would imagine if i were a parent that them just being like well i'm not i'm not doing anything because i'm nothing and i don't i don't identify as anything well it's like do you identify as a human
0: yeah, do like, you identify as um, my child um, as embarrassing me because I'm you know <laughs> I fucking spent a uh, half a billion dollars on this you know I got I got guys right. in short shorts
1: serving challah from sourdough like come yeah, on or a good li- life or a good life lesson for like okay if you don't want to do something say it six months ago <laughs> now it's time you got to now you got to do your fucking responsibilities because you agreed uh, yeah. to this it's a contract this is, it's it's so funny
0: because they you know they mesh in like it, again the show's spineless. You know, like I like even right now, what we're saying, I don't know how right or wrong we sound. I'm, I'm sure there's someone that's like, well, how could you say you got to do something for your mom? I don't know. And I think the show doesn't know either. So they just went with nothing. So, yeah, Charlotte's going to get bat mitzvah. OK, right. Um, well, that was their like so, comedic moment, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And it's like, no, yeah, you know, the Bodinsky rabbi is going to like lead the service. Come on. Agreed. Who do we have left? So, OK. Let's go quickly. Che, what'd you think of the comedian concert, comedian Che?
1: Oh, the worst. I mean, not the worst worst because just the worst because the I think it was because like the jokes that they had them telling were just like so bad and so not funny that it was like almost like the idea that anyone would even laugh at them would be absurd was the first part of it. Che was insulting to the comedy
0: community the idea that like. They invite their whole family for for them to sing a song about moving to L.A. Like that whole thing just didn't track. And then like,
1: you know, Che goes, I'm a narcissist and laughs at it. And you're like, what? Right. And also just like that relationship. I think that relationship also felt so like no one I don't think was rooting for that relationship because you're sort of made to. Hate Miranda, you're sort of made to hate this character. And also, they don't show, again, things have to go slowly for them to feel realistic. So they yeah. don't show, all they show is like a couple scenes where they're having sex and then like they're in love. It's like there's nothing that gives you a sense of like why that is or what's, there's no like real nuance to the relationship. So it seems like annoying and unrealistic. And I mean, this goes for
0: all the other characters. I mean, I could read through them with you just to go quick. Lisa, Lisa, the rich woman, Seema, the new Samantha, Dr. Naya No Baby, like those characters that they were like patting themselves on the back for including being inclusive. It's like, you didn't make us love a single one of them.
1: Right. So what's the point?
0: So what's the point? Either do it right or don't do it at all. And, you know, Lisa, Lisa, the rich woman, like, You're just like, okay, like, like, like they show up to like, they have the the one fight. And that was like it. But then they show up to do like the, like the whole thing with the community, like they're going to paint the house. And Miranda's like, oh, can you believe she brought a camera? And then they're like, thank you for bringing a camera. It's like, see, rich people can be good people too. And it's like, is that, I don't know. It just, uh, all these characters were just so kind of like glossed over that like, yeah, you you either had to
1: hate them or not care. I thought they maybe were going somewhere interesting where Charlotte's like, we need some black people to invite to our dinner party, right? Like yes. that sort of like an interesting thing to, they kind of like wrapped that up in one episode and didn't actually get into like what that means, how things are evolving but like in a way that felt like real and an interesting insight it was just like charlotte's like we need more black people and then she goes there and they're, they're like oh they're the only white p- people that are there like that's i guess that's the punchline but it's also got just not em. an interesting <laughs> you know, it's not it, an yeah. interesting conversation to me to no. be like because i but i did think that was like an interesting topic that yes. they could they could have really like got it explored if they wanted to get into it in a slow realistic way but instead it was just for like checking that off the list
0: but we also had to know someone else at that party to care. Like I want if I knew Lisa better, Lisa, the rich woman, right. if I knew her better then maybe I would have cared about that scene more, you know, we just, totally, didn't, you know, it, it's, and this all goes back to like, what, why are we making the show? Are we making it to apologize for something that you didn't even realize your intent was never there to like make people upset about? Like, or is it to continue to talk about being in sex right. and relationships? Like, Again, I want I want to see him a season. Like, I liked her, but I yeah. just didn't get her, you know?
1: And here's the thing about the original Sex and the City. Obviously, it wasn't this intense because it was a different time with, like, you know what I mean, in terms of, like, being as inclusive or being, but they did talk about these topics and they did talk about them in a way that felt real. They had a, they had an episode where Carrie is dating a guy who's bisexual. They have an episode where, you know, Samantha is dating a black guy and his sister is very upset because she doesn't want him to date her. And I Mm -hmm. thought those were like, they've done it before. They've done it in just a way that also just feels again, like more of a real conversation and less of a checking this off the box of things we need to cover.
0: Yeah, I it is. And, you know, it's funny. It's like, you know, we get people that are like, hey, can you have, you know, can you talk about dating in the LGBTQ world? And, and like, I think you and I were always like, yeah, we're up for that conversation, but it's got to be natural. Like, we're not gonna just going to be like, you, you know, like if we just, if you and I start talking about that, it's a, it's a lie. It's not like that's not for us. Right. That's not our tale to tell, you know. So, yeah, no, I it agree. almost, you know, as far as tale to tell is concerned. It is Samantha's tale to tell, to be like, why does this sister hate me? You know, like, why I'm dating this guy, why is it, you know, that's from her perspective, it's an honest perspective. There's a different show to be told from the other perspective. You know, like, there's another, there's a whole nother show, and then, you know, that gets into problems, like, why aren't those shows being made? Like, that's a different conversation that, you know, that Carrie and Miranda and the gang, I I don't know if they can really solve.
1: I think it could be on this show with that character, if that character again was like first built into like a character that you felt like you knew and understood and then you could get it from that character's uh perspective like i'm okay with them adding new characters but do it in a way that feels like you're actually getting to know someone who has multiple facets to their personality that isn't just like a trope that is like well developed and you feel like okay like now i understand your perspective
0: that opening breakfast or that opening scene where they're at the you know they're like can we believe we're not wearing a mask should have included the bigger group that they've been friends yes. with for years and supposedly it yes supposedly you know like yes. yeah I do you have anything else to say you're the you're the you're the expert on this show I'm 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 sorry I I keep getting in the way I, I no I hope I don't sound like I I, I think I, it's I, great
1: to have someone who's sort of dabbled in it to give and I think your takes are very very accurate and again I think you should I mean if I were you I would I actually think a more a more entertaining thing is to watch the original show start to finish because you do actually get a very and a lot of the things obviously don't make sense anymore this is from 1998 so they're not quite as accurate but there's a lot of things I think conversations that are really interesting that are going on in those shows that we have on this show in like slightly different ways.
0: Maybe we'll do a you up with benefits where I'll watch season one. Cause I have HBO. Oh, that'd be great. I'll watch season one and then we'll just do we you and I talk season one and one episode of you up with benefits. That, I think that would be a fun thing.
1: I love that. I will. Okay. I I'm exci- I have never watched it chronologically, so I'm excited to, I would get into it as well that way.
0: So I got home. We got homework to do. So, but, uh, is there anything else? Is there a final thought? Do you want, you, you would like a season two.
1: I would like a season two that's done. I don't know. It's tough to to know if they could go back and do it the right way, Mm. but if they could, I would say less plot lines, better developed would be the, my, my one tip for the show.
0: Let's bring us on as consultants for what they should be talking about in the relationship world. We can give, I would love a consultant fee to talk about. Totally. Like, Listen, we got, we have a whole inbox full of emails that they could literally write scripts about.
1: I know. And that is modern dating in 2022. Yes. It's not whatever they're pretending it is.
0: Whatever this bullshit was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Yeah. I'd like a season two too. I, and, and, and I want more. I mean, I am so attracted to see new, new Samantha. It's just crazy. I, <laughs> I I feel like we could
1: probably get her on the show. That would be great.
0: I would love to have her on. So listen, um, this was a Sunday special. This was a a special Sunday special.
1: Yes. Jared, do you have anything coming up? Any, uh, any shows?
0: So this is coming out Sunday. I'm going to be in Sacramento this coming up weekend. Oh, tonight I'm in Hollywood. Hollywood. I'm in La La Land, uh, Jordan. Wow. That's right. Hollywood. Jared is in Hollywood. Um, So Sacramento, Miami, Hartford, San Francisco are like the next coming, but I'm also going to be in Pittsburgh, Omaha, Salt Lake City, Utah, Denver, Columbus, Newark, uh, East Providence, Nashville, Dayton, Albany, and I also just added Tampa.
1: And Jared, we also, I just wanted to say from Betch's end, we have a new podcast coming out this week. It's called Bad Vibes, um, and it's really, really funny.
0: And the two women hosting are hilarious and wonderful. It's going to be great, right?
1: I know and I love the, the theme is like a, the underlying theme is spread negativity so I'm just I mean, really excited to, to, to hear some hot takes you know you're speaking to my soul with that I'll have to get subscribed for sure exactly all right tune in and we will see you on Wednesday bye you up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico editing by Sean Kilby social media by Maddie Paul guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at you up pod on Instagram and Twitter and send us your emails to you at betches.com. batches